Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. I'm Jason, guy who's hopefully getting humbler by the day. And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And we're going to talk about humility today, spiritual principle again. So even just thinking about it there, I'm like, why do I have to say I'm a person in long-term recovery? (laughs) Why can't I just say I'm a person in recovery? I got to say long-term because it elevates me. (laughs) Right, right. There's no humility in that. Makes me feel better. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's interesting because like I tend to think you know before we even get into this i do tend to think i'm a guy that at least has some level of humility i don't know what that level is or what that percentage is in the grand scheme of things it's more than it was 10 years ago that's for sure so but i do feel like and in the introduction was kind of a mockery of that when people say like i'm such a humble person or i have so much humility it's like doesn't that feel like it defeats the purpose of having it? Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, um, and it's definitely been an asset for me in my life, you know. As it's grown, like, I can see, oh, shit, that's really useful. <laughs> right, right. And it's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's I've seen it be all that useful, but I think just seeing not humility in other people, or at least what I think of as not humility, is mm. so unattractive that I'm like, yeah, I'd much rather yeah. be humble. So honestly. as we get into it, uh, most of my not or, or understanding of lack of humility is me. Right. Like, right. <laughs> so I see how it's impacted me being like an egomaniac or not right. being humble, and, and now I'm like, oh, look at my life now. Like it's so much easier. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. Uh, my strive for more humility probably comes more from just seeing how ugly it looks on people. Yeah. Like when people are not humble and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't ever want to look that bad <laughs> in public. So, you know, maybe I'm getting humble for the wrong reasons, but whatever, it's working. Um, so humility, we, you know, we tried to start with the definition and I think you and I were both kind of pissed off that all the definitions sort of sucked. Yeah, they all have this like negative feel to them or this really... Right. This thing that doesn't feel like empowering or doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like a good thing that you want to embrace and push into your life. Well, and and maybe even before I say any of these definitions, I think one of the concepts that I learned across my my journey in 12 Steps was that early on, hearing the word humility or humble did feel like it was closely tied into something that felt like humiliation, right? Like, you know, it had those same root words and all that. And I'm like, it did feel like a lowly, like I need to, you know, bow down in reverence to whatever, be of service or something. Like it's a word I picture for like priests or or monks or people who serve, you know, a higher calling or something like that. Yeah. And and I'm sort of trying to take myself back to like almost like my using time. And and remember, I had this feeling that pridefulness or ego or this sense of being better and stronger or or whatever than everyone else like that felt like an asset in that using lifestyle it's like if you weren't the predator you were the prey kind of thing right and that you almost needed this false sense of bravado and arrogance to to keep you from getting swallowed up yeah i don't i mean i guess 
maybe in the places I ran. I, I think there was like a feeling of that, but I guess I, I ran solo so often I didn't encounter it much. But where I did encounter it was in the, the prison system. Hmm. Like there's a definite mask. Every, it seems like everybody puts yeah. one in there, right? Um, but same idea. And I, and I would imagine the streets did carry some of that same stuff. I just wasn't necessarily around a ton of people all the time. And that for me is, I guess I should preface that by saying that's how I felt. I don't know if everyone around me felt that way, but that's how I felt. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like I walked into a room and I was immediately trying to assess like the room to gauge, you know, where I fit into that hierarchy of the room. Right, right. And and I think one of the things, you know, I heard early on in recovery was this idea of like an egomaniac with an inferiority complex, <laughs> right? This idea that the reason I didn't have humility was because I felt so low about myself that I was like trying to pump myself up or belittle others in order to gain some kind of worth or you know, some kind of feeling or sense that we were all on equal footing. Yeah, just to try to make myself feel good enough. Right, you know, right. Because I felt like such a piece of shit. Yeah, that's for sure. But but going from this idea, so my concept of just hearing people talk about humility was that it was a, a low kind of feeling, right? I need to be less than people in some sort of way. And that didn't ever feel good. But I do remember having a conversation at times or hearing from like, you know, more seasoned members, I guess, um, this idea that humility was not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less, right? So, so not so much that like, oh, I'm a worse person. Just maybe I should take more time out of my day to consider other people too. Not just me. You know what I mean? Just kind of like thinking about my wants less often, I guess. Yeah. And I guess what hit me the most that I heard early on was that humility was for me about like not thinking of myself greater than or less than than anyone else it's like putting us all on equal footing mm. almost like built in with the anonymity that we talk about in the program it's like no we come in and we're all the same even though that's kind of not how it works in NA you have this hierarchy and all that <laughs> right, stuff right. but the idea of humility was that you know I get to learn about myself to put myself on equal footing with everyone else I, I gotta be honest I was listening to uh to our, I was editing our tolerance episode uh, yesterday, and you were talking about some of the stuff you learned early on from like one of your early sponsors. And I, I didn't catch it during the recording of it, but when I was editing, I was like, I think you had a really fucking great sponsor that most of us <laughs> did not have. Like you were privy to some information. And I was it the really spiritual guy. It's hard now to remember specifically what you. came from who because I've had four different sponsors through this process. Well, I remember you talking yeah. about Yuichi, I think his yes. name is, and, and how like he's kind of like a character almost outside of NA. He's just got a very different personality than yeah. what you would so normally encounter. Yeah, he was Asian, so he didn't come from a traditional, you know, his family was. I mean, he was raised right. in America, but his family was Asian, so they grew up more with a Buddhist, you know, religious background. So they didn't come into it right. with the typical American Christian approach to god or higher power or any of that stuff yeah. and he was a practicing buddhist oh yeah, yeah yeah so see yeah i'm not and you know not to get us too off track but yeah i was like damn man he got some information i no wonder his vision is skewed about uh all this current stuff because he had all this privy great information early <laughs> on where he's like well, no everybody's getting great stuff and he was my second sponsor so i had four or five years clean when right. he started sponsoring me and that was five or six years so yeah it's it's 
just a compilation of information, you know, and it's one of those things like it, it builds over time. So trying to remember specifically which pieces I got from where or when is kind of tough. It, it definitely made me think, would Billy's views be more similar to mine about 12 steps right now if he would have had the sponsors I have? And I, I was just like, huh, that's a really interesting question. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how much are we viewing what we think of 12 steps and how much they can help people based on what we've got specifically. Yeah. And the <laughs> other, I, I'm going to say huge benefit that I had is I was, you know, in a relationship with, and then married a woman who had significantly more time than me mm. who had already worked through the steps. I think at that point, multiple times, two or three times she had been through the step process. So of course, a lot of these principles, she had a much better understanding of than me. You know, so I had a good access to her information as well. That'll keep you humble. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so an another thing I remember hearing about humility along the way, I feel like all the best stuff I heard about humility really isn't like in our literature at all. It's just kind of like things people picked up along mm -hmm. the way. Um, but another one was like humility is figuring out who you are and doing it on purpose. Mm. And I kind of liked that one yeah, too. Yeah, I like that a I was lot. Like, yeah, that fits in with what I think I want humility to be right like, and like most of these spiritual principles like for me the way that they've worked you know over time is I hear about them I sort of sort of start to go okay I, I see what that is I kind of and then it's like you you kind of fake it for a little while like okay this is the way that I'm supposed to act even though it's not what's going on in my head you know what I mean my right. head's still full of ego and arrogance and pride and all those things but I'm going to just act like I'm not that now that's the I'm going to tell everybody how humble I am right, right. you know that guy and then after a while it's like that becomes a part of how you live hopefully at least that's the way it's worked for me but it's been years and years of time <laughs> you know right right I think one of the things I remember um I took an acting class in college just for the hell of it because it seemed fun. And one of the things that came to me while I was, you know, doing that class is this idea of like humility for me is kind of remembering more often that I'm not always the main character for this stage of the play. You know what I mean? As I'm walking through my daily life, like the more I can remember that it's not always about me first. Maybe this hour of my day is devoted to like driving my daughter to her work or her friend's house. Or maybe, you know, my wife is the main character this day and I'm just going to stay home and take care of the kids and she's going to go out with her girlfriends. Or like it's remembering that I'm not, you know, sometimes I'm playing a supporting role too. And I think the more often I remember that, the more I feel like I'm doing humility. Yeah, it's well, and it's interesting because in, in my head, humility is, for lack of a better way of saying it, like almost like a math problem for me in that, like say, most situations that I'm in, and, and I still kind of do it, I've just gotten way better at, at ignoring the thinking, but it's like I'm constantly assessing like, all right, how strong is this person how much of an advantage do they have over me or how do I fit in and how do I level that advantage or how do I at least in my mind level that advantage and I'm making all these judgments in my head based off their clothing their speech what they physically look like you know right. what I mean are they are they more handsome than me do they have better clothing than me do they speak more intelligently than me you know right. all these assessments that I make in every situation to figure out how I rank in in this, you know, in the hierarchy in that interaction. And so now 
the idea of humility is to like ignore all that and just be like, I have strengths and weaknesses. That person has strengths and weaknesses also. And those things, you know, I don't know what all their strengths or weaknesses are. I don't know what how they feel about themselves. You know, that, that doesn't matter. I just need to know that for whatever I see that I perceive as this great strength, there's probably some equally things that they struggle with or challenges that they have or, or problems that they have in their life. So they aren't necessarily better than me because they're better than me at a specific skill set. Right. That's interesting. So it's like I don't think that that's not also humility, even right. though it seems like a completely yeah. different piece of humility <laughs> right. than what I was talking about. Yeah, and that's what was interesting. I'm like, wow, that's like it just is different in my head than what you were describing. Well, and it, it's interesting too because it kind of what we talked about a little bit with the tolerance thing is: are these really different pieces or skills, or is this all just one big encompassing? Like, if I can just do this version of what we're calling, you know, unconditional love or unconditional positive regard or compassion or empathy, whatever right. it is. If I could do that, and that's how I show up in the world, just caring about other people and, and myself, wouldn't humility exist? Like, wouldn't it be present in that internal state? And I'm like, is this all really just us moving towards this one thing that allows us to show up different in a lot of ways? Uh, if we're lucky, I think that's a good thing to go for. You know what I mean? Like that's a good goal, right? <laughs> like, whatever the words we use hmm. to describe it as we try to get there. But yeah, yeah, yeah good point. I'm probably splitting hairs. It really doesn't matter. But yeah, it does. I don't know. For me, it's like, well, if I only got to do one thing, that just feels a lot fucking simpler. Like I don't have to worry about all these little minute things. If I can just work on healing and compassion and love, like everything else just sort of happens. Yeah, I think putting the labels to it just gives me a, a like it's it's helped me to define what that is. So mm. when I talk about that as far as, you know, how I measure myself against everyone else. So inevitably, you know, the the egomaniac with the inferiority complex, like inevitably I always feel inferior in almost all situations. You know what I mean? Like so I go in with this feeling of inferiority. And so in my life the way that's played out is I don't really try to do things that I think are going to be hard or that I might fail at. I'm so afraid of failure that I'm like, ah, that sucks. I'm not doing that. That's stupid, you know, and I don't have that muscle to be like, oh, yeah, it's okay to fail at things. I'm like, fail at things? Like, that is fucking devastating. Like, people might see that I failed at this thing, and what are they going to think of me? Right. You know, and now in my life with some humility, I'm like, oh, that's actually an asset to be able to try things and fail. Like, that's a good good thing to have. Like, it's not a reflection of me as a person because I fell short at some goal that I set. Like, right. that's kind of stupid way to look at that. Right, <laughs> you know. Right. But having this idea of like, oh yeah, humility. Like, let's look at what well, other people fail at things all the time. You hear about, you know. These famous people that are all successful and everything now, well, they didn't succeed at every single thing they ever tried. You know, they just failed and they went, ah, fuck it, and got back up and tried again. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I think there's so much benefit to failure. Like, I would truly think, and, I, and you know, you'll hear this motto, I'm sure, in like a, a motivational speaker's speech or something. But, like, I truly believe if you never fail, you're not setting your sights high enough. Yeah. Like, you're not actually trying for anything. I mean, if you're always accomplishing everything you set out to do, then you're not dreaming big enough at all, in my mind. 
Yeah, and and so when I was using, I you know rented a room off this guy and lived in his basement. And during the time that I lived there, he started like two or three different businesses <laughs> besides his regular full time job. Like he started two or three different businesses in that time, and they all ended up kind of failing or not working out or not being overly successful. And like it didn't face him at all. And to me, I was like, how the fuck do you even do that? Like that just seemed like so out of my wheelhouse or you know like it seemed like i was judging him based on that like something was wrong with him for right. trying to succeed and trying to get ahead based on the fact that he failed like now you're a failure <laughs> like, you know and i was stuck in that mindset so to be while able you're to use it in his basement right while i'm using it in his basement. failure so yeah and that's the insanity of it so to be able to put like a label to that and be like oh no you're this egomaniac person or you're stuck in this ego thing and the you know to me i guess the opposite of being stuck in the ego is this humility where it's like oh yeah we're all just people we're all just here trying a thing you know living together we're we're sort of equal and you know having that to set my sights on help me to build that skill that's funny and all I can think is, no wonder his business has failed. He had to use an addict living in his house. He couldn't even <laughs> right. pick a good roommate. <laughs> right. His decision-making was poor. Right. Right. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's look at some of these shitty definitions. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so humility, the quality or condition of being humble. We knew that was coming. Modest opinion or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc. So, okay, modest opinion or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc. <laughs> Like, that's not nice. <laughs> that's not like a level playing field like you just described to us of everybody in humanity. That is, hey, there's some people above and below you and you're in the middle, motherfucker. Accept it. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, and I guess when I hear that, I feel like everyone's in the middle, but maybe I'm picking my own understanding well, well, it is. of that. <laughs> it's, it's saying, hey, everyone's in the middle, but we all know the people that ain't. <laughs> right we can name them they're in the news um yeah that's i don't like that definition though 
So here's another one. Uh, humility. A modest or low view of one's own importance. That doesn't sound good either. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, immediately what I think of is, like, like the old Buddhist monk imagery of, like, a guy walking down the road that, you know, people might make fun of or whatever, but he doesn't care. Like, he's he's cool being who he is. Like, their <sighs> assessment of his lowliness doesn't matter, you know. But that sounds very much like the Christian idea of like the meek will inherit the earth. Like, hey, suck it up and get made fun of while you're here, but in heaven you'll have a it great. It's kind of like a tolerate the bullshit now and I don't know. It doesn't feel good. I don't ever want to think of myself as having a medium importance. We're all really important. I don't want to think of myself as well, like, maybe oh, of equal importance. Yeah, but it, it doesn't say that. It says modest or low. <laughs> <laughs> Equal would be fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's another one. Humility. The quality of not being proud because you are aware of your bad qualities. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck? That does yeah, not encompass weird. the totality of humility to me. I mean, that might be part of it. I'm not saying it's not. Okay, hey, I'm aware. There's some darkness in me. That's fine. But, like, it doesn't even mention in equal quantity to the light or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know you're shitty, so be humble. Uh, okay, here's humble. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Uh, oh, here's a great one. Someone lower in dignity or importance is humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I just looked up proud for the hell of it. Feeling deep pleasure or satisfaction as a result of one's own achievements, qualities, or possessions. That feels yucky. Yeah. I like myself because I have things. Yeah. So all those definitions suck. I don't think any of them like encompass what I think of as humility. Yeah. They have pieces in it. At least what I, what I understand of humility. I mean, I will say though, like in my household, like it does sort of function or say function better. I feel how to say this exactly so in the household like if i put my needs and wants ahead of everyone else that doesn't always feel so good when i'm for me personally when i'm being of service to my family and doing a lot for them like i feel better about myself so in that respect like putting my needs lower does work but and there's the caveat to that is I still have needs, and I'm still gonna ex- ask for them to be met. <laughs> like, right. It doesn't mean I just throw them out the window. <laughs> it just means they don't need to be the most important, you know. Hmm. Which is kind of parsing some of that, picking the pieces out of those definitions that I like. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's tricky too. And 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 I don't, I don't mean this from any like mean place whatsoever. But I, I do wonder how unbiased either of us would be able to be with like out knowing more so okay yes that that works for you and i'm not denying that it does it sounds like a great strategy but does that come from also a feeling of i'm slightly less important or i need to do things for people to earn my worth you know what i mean so like how much of that is inside of you in a subconscious level that impacts the way you need to apply humility in your life and i and i don't know and it would be the same for me like how much of whatever it is that i have going on from my history 
impacts and the way I feel about myself impacts the way I would need to look at humility. Yeah, and that's where these things get tricky because as we've talked about on most of these spiritual principle episodes, like that asset overblown becomes a defect. So if all I'm ever doing is running around serving my whole family and, and doing everything to make them happy because it gives me some kind of value or self-worth, well, that's not really that healthy either. Like I should get my value and self-worth from I don't know where I get it from, but not from serving other. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't be seeking that from other people or outside things. This is my theory about it, though, and I don't know. I mean, it's open to argument. I'm sure <laughs> a lot of us think human nature is not necessarily positive or good. Um, I tend to think if if you and I just went home today and said for the next three months we're just going to do exactly what we need to do, and we did all those things that we needed. We would feel so much better inside our body that what our needs would turn into would be, oh, shit, I just feel good because all my needs are met. I really don't need anything. Huh, what do they need? I want to help them feel better. Like, I feel like if we gave ourselves the space first to have all ours met, we'd all feel so much better and have so much fewer needs because everything's kind of met that we would just have all this space to want to help other people feel as good as we did. And then it would be like everybody's needs would just start getting fucking met all over the place. But it would start with us just doing what was right for us first at all times. Yeah, but then how do you get the maintenance of that? Like, so you do that, let's say, for the three months or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then how long do you go into the I just want to serve others before your needs start rising back up? And then you got to well, fill them, to, you know. Yeah, I don't think you jump in like 100%. I'm just going to spend all my life serving others. It's like, okay. Now that all my needs are met, how much open space do I have outside of the time I spend meeting my needs? So maybe over the course of a week now, you really only need to spend eight hours, you know, hour and 10 minutes a day or something. And your needs get met. And that opens up a lot of your time to decide, well, what do I want to do with this now? Got all my needs met. Don't really need anything. Hmm. Do I want to lay here? Do I want to go help my wife meet her needs? I don't know. You know what I mean? But there's so much extra time because it takes so much less to meet your needs now. Well, and right off the top of my head, like, I think that's kind of how I feel about my life now, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I haven't thought about it that way, but I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't feel like I have these tremendous needs. I have some wants and some goals and stuff like that, but but that also comes with a level of, like, work that I put into certain things to get my needs met because, mm -hmm. of course, I still have some, you know— emotional issues that I'm dealing with through 12-step work and stuff like that. Right. Um, so that's where I guess it gets trickier for me is like, I don't know that I want to go out to these meetings <laughs> like, or, and not just the NA meetings, but other meetings that I go to too. I don't know that I want to go do that in the moment, but right. when I go, it feels better. So I don't know. That's hmm. getting off track a little bit, but <laughs> Well, uh, this is one of the spiritual principles that it does feel like our literature has some positive things to say about it. Um, we were kind of scrolling through this morning, and maybe not so much in the, the basic text. I feel like the basic text of Narcotics Anonymous generally has the same thing that every spiritual principle has, which is not much in the way of like what it is, how it looks, how you would practice it, but... It does seem like in the step working guides, there is some definitions or some words around humility. One of the first ones would be humility is most easily identified as an acceptance of who we truly are, 
neither worse nor better than we believed we were when we were using just human. I like that idea, right? It just who am I? Not am I good? Not really am I bad? Just who am I? Yeah, and I, I think this ties into that. This was out of the basic text, oh, okay. and it's pretty close to oh, that yeah, that's same right. the idea. One did find, yeah, yeah it's, it's the one that was <laughs> any kind of useful out of like thirty references to humility. Right. But it said, as we grow, we come to understand humility as acceptance of both our assets and our liabilities. What we want most is to feel good about ourselves. So I think that ties in with that same attitude. It's like, I just want to know, like, who am I? What am I about? What are my, you know, and that's a big thing I tell people now, like with step work and, and people that I sponsor or people that I talk to in meetings. It's like the goal of a sponsor isn't for me to tell you what your values are and how you need to think about them. The goal of the process is for you to figure out what your values are. I can help you to understand some of these words, maybe what they look like, but like your values that you put on family or finance or career or relationships like they might be different than the values that i put on those things and that's okay you know it's completely okay the idea is that i live a life that i'm happy with that fulfills me you know and that is to me like what is based in humility like just understanding like this is who i am this is what i want and that's okay i'm okay with who i am and what i want and how i feel about things those statements are so similar and yet I feel like they carry a different like nuanced connotation for me because mm. the one over here was like, we're not worse nor better than we believed we were, right? Just human. And kind of this idea of like, it's not really about the good or the bad. It's just like, who mm, are okay. you? You're yeah. human. And yours was like, oh no, we got to accept the bad. things yeah. we, we look at as positive and the <laughs> yeah. things we also label as negative. They're both there and that's all of us. And I, I don't like that quite as much. Yeah. Okay. But I, the, the last part of that sentence, I don't think I can remember reading that and I can remember reading those words and I've never heard them like I did till you just said them today. Hmm. Read that last piece of it again. What we want most. What we want most is to feel good about ourselves. Yes. I have never had that really hit me. <laughs> right. That's pretty interesting. But I will say I, I kind of disagree slightly with it, even though I like the idea and I don't think they could have possibly known back then when they wrote this <laughs> that it was going to be different through through the world but i think it's more we want to feel good in ourselves mm, you know yeah. what i mean and, and like this concept good about ourselves is almost like i need to be a certain thing to look at myself outwardly you know look inwardly from the outside at myself to say oh yeah that looks good enough whereas like feeling good in yourself is just more your body feels good about the life you're living. Hmm. Yeah. Is that, yeah. That and, makes sense. But, yeah. I, but I like the idea that at least that's in there because I don't like that didn't hit me when right. I, and I never considered throughout my recovery that like, that's what I was going for necessarily. Right. Just to feel good. Just to feel better. Right. right. Like it didn't occur to me that Without that was one of my main goals. Outside things making me feel better. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So that's but, pretty cool. Though. And what I thought about was back to this same idea of like for me, there's a lot of like what I'll call like left brain or like rigid thinking with mm. me. So that idea of like assets and liabilities is it feels like almost like things I can more grab or yes, yeah, yeah. yes, like yeah, I can make lists and I can look at them. <laughs> like, like abstract thinking is so hard. <laughs> right, right. What do you mean I'm not bad for hating that person? <laughs> right, right. It feels bad. Right. 
Here's another interesting piece from the the step working guides. It says the principle of humility springs from our acknowledgement that there is a power greater than ourselves. What do you think about that? I always uh, want to call you like, I always <laughs> want to be like, what do you think about that non-believer? Right. <laughs> like, I don't know why. As the anti-God guy. Right. <laughs> as, the, as the God hater. All right. So I don't want to mess that up. So read it again. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, sorry. The principle of humility springs from our acknowledgement that there is a power greater than ourselves. I kind of like the idea behind that. I don't know that I necessarily believe it. Yeah. So the way... I understand or interpret that is that I cannot do everything myself. Right. I left to my own devices, you know, can't like fulfill my own happiness, joy and freedom, whatever. Um, for a long time, like that's the way I lived. Like I don't need anyone. I don't need anything. Just me. And as long as I do what I want, take care of me, everything will be fine. And that actually just led deeper into addiction. It wasn't, getting me out of that pit it was leading me deeper into that pit um and so now it's this idea that like no i don't have all the answers and in fact that's dangerous for me to think that i do have all the answers you know right. being open to outside ideas being open to to other uh opinions you know is, is a again that's a benefit that's not a defect that's a that's an asset hmm. I think it was our second step episode, and I, I thought it was you that said it. I don't know. Maybe I heard it at a meeting and I said it in the, the episode. Who knows? But <laughs> it was something like, I need to get my couch up to my second floor apartment, and I can't carry it up by myself. But me and my friend Ken, that's a power greater than myself, us together. Like, yeah. And it was just so basic and so simple. And it's like, yeah, I guess there really is power is greater than ourself, even if we don't believe in you know a specific God or anything. Yeah. And I probably didn't say that one but because the one i know is about painting a house but it's the same <laughs> idea it's like i could paint my house and i could probably paint it by myself but i could also go ask people to help me and then that's a power greater than me and that will get it done a lot faster i feel like in your house that's a power lesser than you because they won't paint it as well as you would have that's true <laughs> they won't paint it right <laughs> they'll just paint it poorly right well, it'll be painted but not right. good um I, I just I guess I do like this idea, though, that it does help me feel right sized in the world when I remember that there's power bigger than me like that helps me. And maybe that's part of what humility is for me, like kind of this idea of like the right proportions or the right size for me in the mm -hmm. world. It's like I have a proportion, but also other people have proportions, and I need to make sure I keep my proportion not at 100% so there's some space for theirs, Yeah, something like that. And I, I guess thinking of it in those terms, for me, it's more uh, there's there's a greater purpose to the world. There's, a, a, there's something much bigger going on in life than just me and me being the center of the universe, you know? You're hitting close to home on something I've been feeling lately. I'm yeah. like, yeah, there is something bigger going on in life. We're all paying to have like six billionaires do whatever the fuck they want. I'm tired of doing <laughs> yeah. that. That is not the goal of my life. No. I'm, I'm done with that shit. That's why I'm trying to buy my property out yeah. of the woods and live off the grid. That's my whole goal. I know. That's why I'm trying to have <laughs> friends that buy to property. Retirement, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that's that's why I'm trying to have friends that buy property of their own. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I get mine, you can come live there. You got to build your own cabin. I'm oh, not building your cabin. Yeah. yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. I'll start it and you'll come help me because I won't be doing it right. 
<laughs> God damn it, Jason. Let me just do this. Yours is not like, yours is not right. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, here's another interesting paragraph about humility. It says, we should not confuse humility with humiliation. When we are humiliated, we are ashamed. We feel worthless. Humility is almost the complete opposite of this feeling. Through working the steps, we've been stripping away layers of denial, ego, and self-centeredness. We have also been building a more positive self-image and practicing spiritual principles. Before, we couldn't see our strengths because the good, healthy part of us was hidden behind our disease. Now we can. That is humility. Uh, yeah, I like the beginning of it, but I don't know. Is that humility that we can see the good parts of ourselves because they're not hiding behind the disease? Like... Uh, I don't know. That just doesn't feel like a very useful tool to like, cause I could be, I'm picturing some very times when I wasn't humble and I could see a whole lot of good in me. And that doesn't feel like it would have helped me point out. I'd be like, Oh good. I'm humble. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all this good I got. <laughs> yeah. The beginning I liked of that, you know, where it, like talks about, you know, what, what I really needed in my life was just like you said, feeling comfortable in my own skin, mm -hmm. being okay with, who I am and when I can do that it's opened up a place to allow other people to do that like mm -hmm. you can have your opinions you can have your values I don't have to be feel like threatened I don't have to be you know feel bad because we think differently right. you know you can just be who you are and have your opinions and beliefs and that's cool that's fine I can have mine too and we're all like it's it's all okay. Right. We don't have to convince anyone of anything. Hmm. I like this one too. Humility is a sense of our own humanness. Hmm. I dig that. That feels like what I want humility to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that idea of like understanding my assets and defects, like it helps me in practical ways, like in my career, for example. And having sort of that mindset about myself also lets me do that with people around me, you know, so I can set people up for success. Like, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, my job where I, we do a lot of different, like, service work. Like, I know, like, certain guys are better at handling certain situations than others. Certain guys have a better skill set for dealing with, let's say, a customer who's disgruntled or whatever, or someone I know is going to, like, complain about their bill and want to haggle over the bill you know like certain guys just have things that they're better with certain uh, situations that they're better with and I can set them up for success because nobody wants to be pushed into a situation where they know they're going to struggle you know most people don't like that right you know knowing that or if I do have to put them in that situation I'll usually try to talk to them about it ahead of time mm -hmm. and be like hey you know, just so you know, this lady's upset about this or that. So when you go in, she's going to be a little upset if she has anything to say. You know, you can tell her this, tell her, call the office, talk to me. You don't have to make those, you know, just different things I can do when I'm willing to look at like every guy isn't going to be perfect at everything or every situation. Like they're each individual human beings that have strengths and weaknesses. And I can use that not just for my advantage, but for their advantage as well. Right. I think the thing that stands out when you say it that way, it's and it's shitty because everything we call them is good or bad. We say good or bad qualities. We say positive traits. We say negative traits. We say uh, character assets and character defects, right? Like 
it's always a positive or negative strengths and weaknesses. But like the reality is if I go into a situation with a few people and we need to divvy up the things that need to be done. Yeah, there's things that I, you know, quote unquote, are better or worse at. Uh, in my mind, it's I'm more interested or less interested in them. Right. Like, I don't I don't know a shit ton about spreadsheets, Billy. But like when I've had to play around with them most days, some days I just get frustrated and I'm done with it. But most days I'm like fascinated in figuring out formulas and shit right so it's not necessarily that i'm good at it but i'm interested in it which makes me willing to do the googling and the work to get it done well whereas other things i might not be interested in getting done well because i just don't really give a shit about it so i think knowing these things about ourselves like what we would generally call strengths and weaknesses but what i want to refer to is just like interests and non-interests i think that can help us take the judgment out of it like Yes, we want to know these things about ourselves. Why would we sign up to do a job that has nothing to do with what we're interested in and what we're going to be miserable at? We want to know that about ourselves, but we don't want it to be a character defect or a negative quality. It's just a, just not our area of life. Like we can go do something else and not feel bad about it. Are you following me? I, I am, and I guess I'm trying to think of there. So I don't know another way to describe things that I fall short on. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, well, that's where it's well, what I'm or things that I wish I was better at. <laughs> well, what I'm picturing is the one that comes to mind is you handed off the finances in your marriage. Yeah. Because you don't want to do it. Because you say I'm bad at it. But we know, I think, rationally, like you're definitely smart enough to do the math it takes to do finances and keep track of it, right? That's not that hard. And I don't think it's impossible for you to choose to not spend money in a frivolous way if that's what you wanted to do. Like, you're pretty committed. You've committed to the gym for a couple years now and stuff like that. So there's nothing that actually makes you bad or negative or defective at keeping track of the finances or doing the finances it's just you're not interested you don't care to be any better about it yeah but some of that is like those skills that you just described are things that i've developed later on like so i could probably do our finances now much better right because i've developed some of those skills over time you know what i mean like okay. that commitment and, and like those that. sorts of things um but at the time, like, I don't think I could. And back then, I mean, we're talking, it's been probably 10-ish years now. Right. So I was not going to the gym. or do, right. My discipline wasn't as good. But, like, I think of things that I'm, I'm not great at now that I recognize, and so it helps me to be better. So what I mean is I am terrible at, like, committing to things because they sound really good in the moment, but I don't really, like mark them down or keep track or whatever. It's like, hey, do you want to go to this thing next Tuesday night at whatever? I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to go. And then then I leave, and then it's out of my mind until, like, you would call me on Monday and go, hey, what time are we meeting to go to that thing tomorrow? And then I'm like, oh, shit, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I book? <laughs> right. And so just recognizing that about myself, like, I go, okay, well, maybe I should be using my phone more. Like, I have this tool that can help me do this better. So I get better at it, but if I don't recognize it's an area that I'm not living up to the type of person that I want to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'll take some corrective action to get better at it. I guess we could just, I hope we can find a way to acknowledge that 
without the bashing. The negativity. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like you you said uh you didn't have those qualities for the finances ten years ago when you were doing it and you would probably be better at it now, right? So maybe it's like, oh, that's skills I haven't honed or developed as much quite yet. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe there's some way we can say it that just doesn't feel yes. like I suck at this. <laughs> well, and even and so even then though, or like just to get it back to humility, like I didn't have enough humility to go to my wife and say, hey, will you show me how you would do this? It was like, nope, I don't want to do it. You just do it. Ooh. And not even to have some humility to let her show me or teach me or maybe guide me. Like it was like, oh, I'm just bad at this. You just do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like know? that's like survival. though. It doesn't sound like a, I chose to be unhumble. That's very much like a, I need to protect my myself and my inner you know ego and stuff oh yeah it just feels really protective it doesn't feel like you know you were being shitty no and well it it had to do more because i wasn't okay with not being good at things you know what i mean like now i'm okay with going oh i'm not necessarily good at that and that's i'm okay with that you know golf for example like i tried to play golf a couple years back and i went out tried a handful of times and i was okay just because i'm somewhat athletic but i just could give myself no uh uh leash to like be like hey you'll learn it takes practice all that stuff i'm like nope i'm just not good at this i'm not going to do it anymore (laughs) you know but it seems fun like i drive by golf courses and be like oh man that looks kind of fun i'd like to be out there (laughs) so science has a little bit to say about humility uh they were trying to define it for some of the research some of the things they noticed first humility is most accurately judged when it is under strain Hmm. it's interesting another thing they noticed was that humility is easier to observe accurately in others than it is in oneself Hmm. (laughs) so maybe i'm I'm not as humble as i thought (laughs) um third humility strengthens social bonds Fourth, humility might optimize the benefits of competitive traits by buffering the wear and tear they can have on relationships. And fifth, higher levels of humility may be related to better health outcomes. So that was some of what they learned in trying to define it. Yeah, well, you would think, I mean, at least for the health outcomes, if you're a humble person, you would think your relationships would be better. The quality right. of your relationships would be better, and therefore the quality of your life would be better. Because we know that's a major metric in, you know, people's happiness and quality of life is the quality of their relationships. Ooh, and maybe that's like a perfect way to test. I don't know if we're testing the humility or, or the relationships, but like if somebody's walking around thinking they're a really humble person, yet all their relationships sucks because they feel like people treat them shitty. Maybe you're a people pleaser and not a humble person. <laughs> right. Like maybe that's a good, right. uh, a good way to assess that. Um, yeah. And I got to watch that stuff for myself because I am codependent. I mean, I recently had a situation that I was, you know, it's a, a dumb situation that I found myself in like this turmoil. So I have a sponsee who was getting ready to celebrate an anniversary. And this was just this past week. So my home group is on Wednesday. His is on Thursday. He never even told me about it. At the meeting on Wednesday, somebody announced that he was celebrating the next day. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, God, he didn't even let me know. And I have a service commitment on that day. So I'm like, well, 
do I cancel my service commitment to go to this anniversary and, you know, to try to make it easy on him? Or do I say, oh, too bad, I got my service commitment? And, and what do I do? Like, which part of that's people-pleasing and which part of that's, you know, me living up to my values? And and so there was a lot of wrestling there with what, how to handle that situation. Like, what is the... Is it humble for me just to inject myself into that situation? What'd you do? So I ended up, I said, I will ask other people to see if someone can feel the commitment. If someone can, I will go. And if someone can't, then I'll do my commitment. And I was able to get someone to feel my commitment. So I ended up going to the anniversary. Did you give them a day? Yes. Were they expecting you to be there? Sort of, yes. So another member of the home group reached out to me that same night and said, hey, you know, so-and-so is celebrating tomorrow. Uh, it'd be great if you could make it, you know, he would. But he, So I ended up texting him and said, hey, did you get a new sponsor or something? Like I just found out from someone else you were celebrating. He's like, no, I just didn't want to ask you because I haven't been in, t-, you know, one of those deals uh, where it's like, you know, yeah. I didn't want to ask you because I haven't really been calling you in touch with you and I didn't want to inconvenience you because he just decided to celebrate last minute so it's kind of one of those situations and then me as the good codependent person be like oh no let me step in and make it all better you know like that's what i want to (laughs) do so it's just a weird it was a good opportunity to reflect on like i want to be a person that lives by my intentions you know what i mean i don't just want to be sucked into some situation you know out of some weird obligation that i put on myself no i dig it i dig it i I like that it seemed reasonable like the whole response it wasn't like bitter or i'm gonna do this despite this one or i'm gonna do this intentionally for this it was just i'll do what i can to get there i guess yeah but it was that measure of like is that codependent or is that people like am i am i because now it is inconveniencing me because i do have to ask people last minute to fill in for my position and i don't like that i you know but are you happy with, with the way you handled it? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, but, but I would say that's probably more in hindsight than it was going into it, only because I think it meant a lot to him that I showed up and he was grateful that I came. But if he wasn't, then I probably would have felt bad about how I handled it. So I don't know if that's healthy or not. But huh. <laughs> like his response made it worth the inconvenience. But had he not had a better response i don't know <laughs> it's, interesting. So, it's weird i mean and again it all gets back to you know am i living by my values am i being the person that i want to be and living with intention you know and and i guess to me that's what humility has helped me to figure out like if i'm just running around being a people pleaser trying to make everybody feel better like oh i recognize how he feels and i'll just take care of this for him to make him feel better you know, because it makes me look good. Hmm. That's, that's definitely not how I picture it. Yeah. That's not the, the connotation that it has for me. I'm like, man. And and you didn't know this going in, but like what you learned about, or you did kind of know this. You texted him. And, and he said, yeah. you know, I was, I was just didn't want to bother you. And like that feels super not humble, but like the other version of humble where it's like lowly and like I'm not worth it. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I just picture you being like, man, that sucks that somebody feels so low. They don't feel like they can even ask me when they decide a week ahead of time that they're going to celebrate if I can make it. And I'm really glad I got to show up for that guy because he is worth it. 
Yeah. Know. Feels nice to me. It was all yeah, warm I mean, and fuzzy. It, it's still, yeah. I mean, I guess it, after measuring it all out, like that was what was in alignment with my values was to say, if I can get someone else to fill in, like I can't neglect my commitment. I have a commitment there. Right. So if I can get someone to fill in, I certainly will. And so I just asked. And, and of course, I'm, I'm learning that about healthy relationships and humility. It's like, oh, you should uh, just ask the fuck for what you need. You don't need to, like, try to, you know, I forget the, the wording they used in this reading that my wife and I read the other day. But it's like, I, I don't need to, like, throw my hooks out there with my, like, <laughs> right, right. You know, guilt or, or manipulation to try to get someone to commit to something I want them to do without directly asking them. Like, no, I just ask. Right. And, and same, like, so I can ask, and if anyone is out there, like, people-pleasing on the other end, I hate to say that's kind of on them, but I don't have to take responsibility for someone else's unhealthy behaviors. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just asked, and if you can do it, great, and if not, don't. You know, like, right. I, and I put it out there that way. I said, if if no one can do it, I will make sure the commitment is met. But, yeah. I always try to use that disclaimer as well. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, don't right. go out of your way for this. Yeah. Um. Here's some of the six intrapersonal aspects of humility, according to science. A willingness to see ourselves truthfully. An accurate perception of our place in the world. That feels so fucking yucky. An ability to acknowledge our mistakes and limitations. Openness. Low self-focus. <laughs> it's an interesting term. Hmm. Yeah. An appreciation of the value of things. I thought those were interesting. I hate when they say accurate perception of our place in the world because... In, in like a spiritual understanding of the world where we're all kind of the same and, and human and equals and stuff, you know, all men are created equal, very nice myth, uh, spiritual concept. That's beautiful. But in the world we actually live in, accepting my place in the world, that feels fucking terrible because we're meaningless. Yeah. Well, does it? Well, I was going to say, why does it does it feel terrible in that? Because in the actual version of the world, there's like, I don't know. 25 30 important people and the rest of us don't fucking matter oh yeah right like that sucks i don't want to accept that <laughs> i huh. want to change that yeah i don't know I, I yeah i get it i guess I, for me it's just there's some level of peace in that like i always looked at it like we're like ants in an ant farm kind of thing like all of us yes yeah right <laughs> but in the scheme of the way we look at it where there's 86 news articles about some actress's nipple in a see-through shirt and you know one news article 18 people got shot at a club last night like no names or anything none of us fucking matter and that feels like shit mm. so i don't want to just accept that or acknowledge it i don't know maybe that's my shit <laughs> just try not to pay attention to too much of that <laughs> i'm gonna stick my head in the sand ostrich and that ostriches stick their head in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And there's a whole lot of stuff on this article that I'm not going to read. Apparently, great practices. but They're not nice little convenient bullet points for us, so fuck them. So I found a couple of quizzes. 
one was a little more serious and then I was like looking at the questions and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that one too, but I, I definitely want to do the one that seemed a little more fun. So maybe we'll, I'll let you take it since it's going to give us a score. What is your age? You're 41 or 50 and you're male. Okay. When someone pays you a compliment, how do you react? Respond, fuck yeah, I know I'm amazing. Duh. <laughs> Respond, thank you very much. Respond, blank stare. Oh, the second one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Every once in a while, I hit my wife with the fuck yeah, I know I'm amazing. Oh, yeah. I'll Generally, nobody too. else yeah, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, a coworker takes credit for a great idea at work. You shake your head and keep it to yourself. You're sure to get credit next time. Publicly humiliate the coworker with an elaborate revenge plot. Request a meeting with your supervisor to discuss the matter. It doesn't say it's your idea, but I'm assuming it's your yeah, idea. Yeah, that's what I took out of that yeah. too. Um, probably of those, more the second one. Really? I mean, what I think, in, <laughs> what I think, what I would probably really do is like not say anything in the moment and then subtly sneak around and tell everyone else that it was my idea oh, and they okay. stole it. But that's not in there. Well, so. that's kind of like an elaborate revenge plot, sort of. Just not very elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> you just got a trendy new do hairdo. Your arch nemesis makes a snarky remark such as, that's an interesting choice of color. You respond, thanks, I love it too. Go home and cry. Change it next time you are scheduled. Yeah, I know. This is a little more geared towards women. But hmm. Maybe it's not your hair. Maybe Probably it's like, the thanks, I love it too, I would think. Yeah, you, you yeah. just kind of give them a little, little passive aggressiveness back. Yeah. yeah makes sense. All right, I'm going to change the genders or sexes in this to make more sense okay. for you. So give me a second. It might take my time. <laughs> a trashy man is hanging all over your wife on your night out, and she seems to be enjoying the attention. Do you politely tap him on the shoulder and drag your wife out of there? Accidentally spill a full glass of wine on his head? Start a rumor about his girlfriend... <laughs> Has a scorching case of herpes. <laughs> Quietly slip out of the bar and call Uber. Go to your wife's best friend's house and revenge fuck her all night long. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. wow. That got brutal. Uh, or cry. Yeah, that was a lot of options. Yeah, I don't. none of those. I would just go to my wife and say, hey, I don't like the way that he's talking to you. Can we get out of here? Okay, <laughs> like, so we'll go with the politely tap. On the shoulder. That's close enough. Yeah, that's drag, close drag enough. Drag the wife out of there. Yeah, that sounds good. You just passed an extremely intense exam. You barely studied. Someone in your office is struggling with the same exam and has been studying for months. Do you go back to the office and toot your own horn by sending out a company-wide email of your success? Tell your boss and wait for the congratulations to roll in? Make it a point to make the other person feel like an idiot by telling them first? Kick the office door in and do a victory dance around the office. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't even blame Jenny. Jenny for this quiz. No. What? Uh, Can you read that first question again? That you passed an intense exam, and you barely studied, but somebody else is struggling and has been studying for months. So I guess oh, they're I like, I... how do you deliver the news back to the office that you have passed? I guess you're gonna have to deliver the news. It's probably like a. A licensing test for your line of work or something. 
So everybody's going to know. It's just how are mm. you going to deliver it? Gosh. I picture you being a, a tell your boss. Yeah. Just like I don't it. want it to be me. I'll just tell them. And... Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. All right. You're surrounded by people who can barely string a sentence together. Do you care, care, constantly point out their spelling errors? Ask them if they finished eighth grade. Go home and drink vodka from large handle bottle with a straw every night. What? <laughs> I guess that's how you cope with working with people you feel are inferior. I don't know. This doesn't feel humble at all. None no. of these. Maybe maybe this is ranking your, your terrible not. humility. Yeah. See how unhumble you are. Um. Well, well, go with go with the Jesus version. If you thought it, you did it. You probably point out their spelling errors in your head. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know that I do any of those things. <laughs> you just found out that a woman you can't stand's husband is cheating on her. So you feel bad for the guy. Oh, feel bad for the girl. Offer to talk if she ever needs it. Send a congratulation card to the husband. I would feel bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> only three more billy you can do it (laughs) your new girlfriend's ex-boyfriend is certifiably insane your car mysteriously gets vandalized you have no proof that it's him so you smash his headlights in with a baseball bat sprinkle a box full of rusty nails behind his tires file a report with your local police department you have no proof what can you do file a report with the police department You just got accepted into a prestigious graduate program. People are congratulating you, and your response is, even Ivy League isn't good enough for me, but I guess it'll do. Thank everyone and mean it. You're so overwhelmed that you got accepted. Think to yourself, thank God it's out of state so I can move away from these idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Probably number two. Well, see, and this is what's funny is, what would my first thought be? And then what would my actual action and second thought be? I want, I want the spectrum between number two and three. Right. <laughs> so there's some of three in there somehow. Right. All right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you have a frenemy who is always one step ahead of you and no one has ever gotten the best of. Everyone hates him behind his back. He gets unceremoniously dumped. You feel genuinely upset on his behalf. Ignore all his phone calls. Smile because the dick deserves it. Give all the single dudes you know her phone number. Did I read that last one? Yeah. I, I would say number one, but I guess I'm I'm not a hundred. What's a f- frenemy like? Like somebody that you are friends talk to, with, but, but aren't really like, all that. You don't really like them all that much. You just kind hmm, of, okay. They're part of your life. Maybe they're a colleague. Yeah, I would maybe still feel neighbor. bad for them. You're fifty percent humble. Hmm. Meh. You need some work on becoming more humble. <laughs> they just seem like weird situations I don't find myself in very often. <laughs> like... Okay, so more serious quiz. And the science version of this, they often refer to intellectual humility, which I don't particularly like because it just feels like another separation between mind and body. But right. I don't know. I guess that's the point of the way they can measure it. Hmm. So here you go. Before forming a strong opinion, I prefer to review evidence and different viewpoints. And this is strongly disagree, disagree, neither agree, strongly agree. Uh, 
So bef- that's it. I yeah, I would say strongly agree. Yeah, I feel like you do that. You always talk about doing that. I definitely do not do that. <laughs> I have at times changed opinions that were important to me when presented with new evidence. Yeah, strongly agree. I do that. I can recognize the evidence supporting opinions that are different from my own. Yeah, strongly agree. I acknowledge that my beliefs and attitudes may be incorrect. Yes, strongly agree. Ah, I feel like you're in agree on that. <laughs> okay, we can do agree. Well, I mean, I, I think you do. I think you're actually better at this than I am and realizing like maybe I'm not right right now just like I wasn't right 10 years ago when I thought I was. <laughs> right. Like I feel like you do that better than me, but I feel like it's it's almost impossible to always be doing that because there's times when we just fall into like this is what I believe and I'm arguing about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's true. And, of course, it's hard to not think, well, I have all the information that there is to make the best decision right now. <laughs> right. Then I did it. Now right. I got it. Now I have it all. That's hilarious. Ooh, I'm careful to calibrate the strength of my opinions to the strength of the evidence I have. Hmm. I feel like you. Sh- I strongly agree that you do that. Yeah, I feel like you do. I'm with Thank it. you. Yeah. All right. It's still humble if I say you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I am willing to admit it if I don't know something. Yeah, I would say I do that. I welcome different ways of thinking about important topics. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Even when I disagree with others, I can recognize that they have sound points. Hmm. I agree, but I don't know. Strong <laughs> sound is where it's like. <laughs> I have a soundest. <laughs> right, right. I have a hard time admitting when one of my beliefs is mistaken. Ooh, mm, how, deep, yeah. how big's the belief? <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say I agree. I mean, it does take a lot for me to change my opinion. I am willing to hear others out, even if I disagree with them. Yeah, I would say agree. I tend to feel threatened when others disagree with me on topics that are close to my heart. Eh, yeah, I mean, yes, I, I would agree with that. You're European, European American. <laughs> In terms of your... Uh, you don't have a, a degree, right? Just, no. Okay. Sorry, it's asking all the dumb stuff. <laughs> would this be rural or would you consider Elkton small city or suburban? Uh, I would say rural. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not going to ask your income on the air. I'll just throw something <laughs> in there. Uh, how would you describe your political views? Very liberal, liberal, moderate, conservative, very conservative. Uh, liberal. Let's see. What is it going to tell us, Billy? You're going to be like 100%. <laughs> your intellectual humility score is 47 out of 55. And if I read any more of this paragraph, you will no longer have intellectual humility. suggesting that your ability to acknowledge your own limitations and value other people's beliefs is strong that's great i was just thinking the fact that i would answer strongly agree to any of those means i don't have any humans (laughs) (laughs) could also be a point i guess that is the other side of the coin yeah of course i strongly agree that i'm that great (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know man i uh while i still kind of disagree that all these are separate things and i kind of think we're just sort of doing one thing whatever like you said i mean parsing out making new words for the nuance of it doesn't hurt nothing i don't 
while I've argued that most of these aren't real, I, I guess this would too not be real if it's all just one other thing. But whatever. It's interesting. I like you. I like this idea of like just being okay with just who I am. And that's what I think humility comes down to in the end. The ability to feel good inside my body without having to do anything different to earn that like worth or value. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting just those the difference of those two quizzes like just makes me aware like oh, I do like recognize I am probably way more intellectually humble than I am like emotionally Ooh. that I just don't have as good, good an understanding of my emotions and mm -hmm. being emotionally uh in tune as I am with my intellect you right, know and, right. and so it's interesting just to to pick that up the difference between those two quizzes because huh. I know they are all connected like I know yeah. we're all these we're we're one thing we're not right, right. but in my head it's so much easier to separate out the intellect because it's concrete and there's a right and wrong and you know it's mm -hmm. it's almost easily measurable whereas with emotional stuff it's not always as easy to parse out the right thing to do well and, and i think we get a strong connotation from our our caregiver modeling and our early experiences with society of what the right external looking behavior is and, and it's different from family to family community mm. to community but right. you still get an idea of like there is a particular this is how you're supposed to treat people no matter your emotional state um, and there's not a lot of leeway for like, oh, they're upset. Maybe you can treat those people like we hope you do later. But right now you can't. <laughs> um, you know, another thing, and you just said this, I didn't hear this much in, in Narcotics Anonymous, at least in the area I was in. But I did know people who were in AA in the, my area who would talk a lot about this idea of we've always put emotions over our intellect. And like you need to put intellect over emotions in sobriety or whatever. And at the time it made sense. But I, the more I learn about our emotional states and nervous system, I disagree more and more. But it's like, I don't know. I have heard that theory around. Did you hear that before? Um, not specifically, although I've definitely had that in practice. Yeah. I mean, that I guess was my understanding early in recovery is like just, I mean, or I don't know. That was my understanding in recovery. It's the way I approached things early on was just stuff all your emotions down and don't pay any attention to them and just, you know, act as if or do the next right thing. You know what I mean? And right. it's like, don't pay any attention to how you feel. Just do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, humility's great. Do you have any final thoughts about it? No. I mean, okay. other than it's been, it is one of those things that I think has been a big, huge benefit in my life to be able to look at and practice and learn about. All right. Go out there. Be humble. Tell everybody else to be humble. Listen to our podcast. See you next week. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us. <laughs>